we are here. This is, we're officially recording. This is Getting Off Topic, episode two, or like one. Season two, episode two. Season two. Our first season was like four years long. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this is, uh, that's kind of like uh, what they're going to do with the, the Walking Dead, right? The, the current yeah. season, they're just basically saying, well, that wasn't really the season finale. This is going to go on for another year. And then our final season will be another two years. They're kind of Game of Thronesing it, where it's going to be in chunks, in what chunks, else? dragged out forever. Yes, and we talk like George R. R. Martin writes, so it, <laughs> it, it works out. We oh, what did I what did I tell you the other day? I think I texted you, or was that somebody else? Uh, no, it was you because it was George R. R. Martin. Like Nevada counts votes, like George R. R. Martin writes. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, pretty much. That describes it pretty damn well. Yeah. Speaking of that, how you doing, Todd? Isn't it a beautiful day? Today was an amazing day. I, don't, I woke up at 4 p.m. with a smile. I, have no, I had no idea why I was smiling. <laughs> you just felt the forces. You felt a disturbance in the force. You went, yeah. why am I smiling? <laughs> <laughs> why is today a good day already? <laughs> There's a lot of people, and we got we got beautiful rain in california finally we're finally yeah, getting actual cold fall winter weather here so it's uh yeah a lot of I, people singing in the rain today i have my windows open my air conditioners have been off for the first time in fucking months i don't even have a fan on right now which is nuts <laughs> when todd doesn't have a fan on that's uh that's, that's when winter has finally arrived. Winter has arrived. That's like it's the equivalent of the groundhog scene in Shadow. <laughs> it's it's the white raven going out in uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, when Todd turns the fan off, we're getting six more weeks of winter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's a it's a beautiful Saturday morning. It, well, now it's Saturday night. What am I saying? I'm all discombobulated. I got like practically no Sunday left. morning at this point. Practically Sunday morning. Yeah. Uh, in this beautiful November, Ugh. and uh, yeah, yeah, uh, the end of 2020 is uh, looking like an upper, and um, there, there's some definite bright spots. There's some. It's 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 looking like the scene at the end of uh, Return of the Jedi, where just random celebrations on every possible world are breaking out. I was extremely pleased that I saw several of my friends actually sharing the end of uh, return of the jedi the original version the yes. yub the fucking yub nub song oh warms warms my heart mm-hmm. War- warms my theatrical cut heart <laughs> um, <laughs> well i do appreciate like the celebrations across the different worlds the original song the yub nub was better yeah it's good times so you got i love seeing it as an adult now and you go back and rewatch it if you do have if you do still happen to have the original cut or one of the many fan edits that have restored it and whatnot in, in uh blu-ray quality you start to notice little things that you didn't notice as a kid my favorite one being billy d williams very half-heartedly in the background of the celebration just kind of doing this little little side <laughs> side bob and clap like okay we're supposed to be having a good time and you know all the little all these little muppets here around me are dancing around so i guess i'll just uh be in the back you know he's like the like the wallflower in the back it's like all right what am i doing here 
<laughs> I could be at home with a Colt 45 right now. <laughs> Works every time. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, I guess, well, speaking of Star Wars, I guess we should probably just get into the most pressing news. Holy Jesus, fuck. Uh, in case you've been living under a rock um, or you don't have a Disney Plus subscription yet, uh, yeah, Mando fucking rocks. And we are now two episodes in, excuse me, two chapters in. Two chapters, yes. Into season two. And uh, yeah, the second episode aired last night. Uh, well, yesterday, it streamed yesterday. Meg and I watched it last night. Do you uh, want to talk about the first episode or do we just want to go straight into the second episode? No, no, let's cover everything. Right. Uh, right out of the gate, uh, chapter nine, I believe it is. Yeah, was, was yeah. episode one of the season. The first two. season was eight episodes. Breaking out the big guns with freaking Timothy Oliphant, uh, America's sheriff. <laughs> he is. He is just the the new. He's the the sheriff, the ranger for everything now. Since so yeah. I, I haven't watched Justified, but I've heard it's amazing. And he is just yeah. He is the lawman for America. If you need a lawman, the 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 town sheriff, town deputy, whatever. It's Tim Oliphant and watching that episode I definitely see why that's he he's no longer the pissant uh villain to Bruce Willis in live free or die hard yeah uh yeah he you, you can you can sweep that away now uh, it's he's long since broken out of that and found his his mastery of just the grizzled western it doesn't even have to be a western but it still feels like a western once he walks on to the stage it's like clint eastwood you know hasn't been in a western in god knows how many decades but still when you walk on you get like a feel like oh there's cowboy in the air (laughs) and that that's (laughs) timothy oliphant is our as our generation's eastwood i think yeah he's he's definitely turning into that like all of the roles he has had recently have all been like the same kind of typecast role, but it fits him perfectly. Yeah. And he looks when, to me just having so much fun with it. That's he does. It. And when, when he takes off that helmet in the first episode and is just like all like grizzled smiles and, and swagger and just, Holy shit, guys, I'm in star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It was yeah. perfect. Uh, apparently, I this is another show that I never got around to and I got shit for it for years. But Deadwood, I never watched it, but his of course he's a veteran of Deadwood and the actor who was under all the prosthetics as the bartender in that scene in the the first episode of Mandalorian season two, he was the bartender on Deadwood. <laughs> I don't know the actor's name off the top of my head, but I read an article about it. Nice. Yeah. The 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 production of the Mando is just chock full of shit like that. Just like every small little possible callback they, 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 they can bring in. They do. Yeah. Callbacks, Easter eggs abound. Uh, And I got to say that first episode was the best tremors of the franchise. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny that you mentioned that. Apparently there's a new tremors movie on Netflix that just showed up in my, uh, you recommended viewing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Michael Gross, he's still, uh, you know, Burt Gummer, he's still making them. He, I think, I'm not sure. Okay, the last one I saw was number five, 
And that's the one that came out a few years ago with him and Jamie Kennedy. And oh, that one, God. it was surprisingly okay. They were in, they were in Africa. If I remember correctly, was that before or after the Tremors Old West movie that came out? That was after. Uh, that was so after. Okay. First one, first one's classic, of course. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Bacon. Uh, second one was. Um, was that the one uh, in Mexico? Yeah, the one in Mexico. What was? Uh, who was the other lead in that? I can never remember the actor's name. That escapes me, but he was the other main uh, guy along with Val Kilmer and, uh, and Michael Gross. Uh, Bert, Bert, Bert Ward? It's going gonna, it's gonna to drive me nuts. <laughs> it's going to drive me nuts. I'll look it up. But anyway, who's the other? No, not Bert Ward. No, not Bert Ward. That's freaking Robin. <laughs> what am I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Batman 66 Robin. It's some, Fred Ward. No, Fred no, Ward. Fred Ward. Wait, yeah? All right, IMDb, here I go. Yeah, Fred Ward. Fred Ward, because I always get those names mixed up. Fred Ward and Fred Willard. Fred Willard is a different actor. Fred Ward, yeah. Another like yeah. nice, grizzled-looking actor. Uh, I haven't seen him in anything in a long time, but he took over, and uh, he was the main guy in Tremors 2. And the third one... Uh, third one was where it was just uh, Michael Gross coming back and it took place like a yep. few years down the road. So it they was go back like, to the perfection Valley. Yeah. And he was just kind of like, he's still like Mr. Prepared militant guy, always like waiting for the next attack. And it started off. It was really, it was like really going downhill. That one is not, <laughs> they, they brought back a couple of the like other cast from the, uh, from the first movie, all the townspeople of perfection. And they're all laughing at him. Like now he's the town joke. He's like, man, like, yeah, okay, man, we get it. But that was like 10 years ago, man. And then of course they attack again. And that, oh yeah, that was the one where they evolved into like these flying, uh, like ass blasting turkey things. They were like, <laughs> they were like these little turkey things with the tremor head on it. And they propelled themselves into the air with like these fiery farts it was, I'm not making this shit up, guys. If you <laughs> you have not seen Tremors three, don't fucking watch Tremors three. <laughs> don't, you will never get that time in your life back. And then the fourth one, I don't even remember if I've watched that, but that was the Old West, and it's basically like Back to the Future style of Old West. Like it's Michael Gross back there again playing his grandfather or great grandfather, something like that. He's just got a mustache and a funny hat on. It's ridiculous five was with jamie kennedy i can't believe we're spending this much time with podcasts <laughs> i'm breaking down the whole Trevor's franchise <laughs> five was with jamie kennedy in africa and i remember watching that on netflix and be like this wasn't actually that terrible like it was actually it was very still low budget and the cg was ridiculous but it wasn't that bad and then i think they did a sixth one where it was something like in the snow it was like Antarctica a cold day at tremors a cold day in hell Oh my god. I have not <laughs> seen that one yet, but uh, that one came out in 2018. Oh, Jesus. And stars Michael Gross and Jamie Kennedy again. Oh, I you know, to his credit, I I number one, I met the dude. I met Michael Gross at uh, Monster Palooza a few years back. I think right when they were about to release number 5. He was a very pleasant dude, and I shook his hand and said, "Thank you, you know, for all your work over the years and everything." And uh, you know, if 
if I was famous for B monster movies, I would I would eat it up. I would do just, it until just they dive right into it. Hell yes, I'd be. <laughs> I'd totally be that one trick pony. And uh, Tremors 7 is Tremors Shrieker Island starring so, Michael Gross and John Heater. Holy shit. This is 7. <laughs> oh my god. That came out this year. Well, I guess I need to do a franchise rewatch now. Anyway, go. getting back to Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> getting back to episode one of Mando of Star Wars. So the crate dragon, I, I fucking loved that they did. I wonder if it was, if they had that style in mind. Like this is freaking Tremors, man. Uh, the crate dragon. I always assumed it would be like this big, just hulking beast strolling around the desert, kind of like the dewbacks or the other like tattooing creatures, but it's living. Yeah, so just, go ahead. That's George's original vision of it is a just giant hulking, like actual dragon looking mother. Yeah. Just uh, because there, there's uh, in, in episode four, there's a scene where I think C3PO walks past a giant, a giant skeleton on the desert. Yeah. And that's all you ever see. Yeah. And that's, you know, the, the games and stuff. Exactly. And that's supposed to be the, the, the crate dragon Hmm. that, that skeleton that you see. Yeah, and that's more. That's definitely more of a bipedal, like giant monster than this, mm-hmm. like sandworm that we got. Yeah, yeah. But yes, good times. Good times right out of the gate. Uh, oh, we didn't even uh, we didn't even touch on the very opening scene. So you know, story picking up. The Mando's got a got a. He's on the hunt for other Mandalorians to get some more info to try and uh, track down the Jedi where he can deliver. Baby Yoda. I know his name is the child. Baby Yoda. We're always going <laughs> to call him Baby Yoda. That's just his official name now. Uh, and John Leguizamo, another cameo, which I didn't mm-hmm. know till after the fact I read up on. He was that little, I don't remember the character's name, but that Cyclops Single. gangster dude. Yeah. yeah. The uh, pit, the, the underground pit fighting in the, the middle of some random ghetto. Yeah. That was pretty, that was pretty badass. And you did see, uh, kind of a development of uh, Din Djarin's character where he, you know, at the start of season one, he was just much more kind of uh, coldly getting the job done. Like I'll just, you know, blast anybody who gets in my fucking way. Now, slight difference. He, uh, you know, that little back and forth between them, uh, Cyclops dude tries to double cross him. Mando gets away, of course, and strings him up. He's a, he promised like he wasn't going to harm him. He wasn't going to kill him, but he leaves him for the hellhounds or whatever the hell are in that back alleyway. So indirectly, you know, not just blasting everybody in sight, but it's like, yeah. Hey, he, he kept his promise. He promised not to, he wouldn't die by his hands was his words. Yeah. And uh, he kept his word. Yeah. It's kind of like the, uh, the, the dark hero, the, the anti-hero sort of thing, something that uh, maybe Daredevil would do in his uh, in his darker moments or something. Yeah, I mean he's doing he's doing the wrong things for the right reasons. Ultimately, this guy's a bad guy. He's preying on preying on bad people, or he's preying on 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 people in bad neighborhoods and in like downtrodden areas. So, I mean, killing him is not the worst. Yeah, not the worst thing. He's a mob uh, boss. Fuck yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, uh, but we get to uh, Tim Oliphant's character, and uh, and I really enjoyed their back and forth. Oh, and kind of recognize we got the mechanic first. 
We get the mechanic lady again first. Oh, yeah. Amy Sedaris back again. Amy Sedaris, yeah. Yeah, as the uh, babysitter slash mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> She's pretty great. And and along with her, again, you're saying all the Easter eggs, you know, galore. R5. Yes. Oh, yes. From A New oh. Hope. So R5, for those who are uh, having trouble following along with all the nerd speak in Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, when uh, Luke's, you know, looking to buy... Luke and Uncle Owen are looking to buy uh, 3PO and R2. They don't pick R2 at first. They pick R5. It's a little uh, red and white dude. And his freaking motivator goes out or the engine goes out, whatever. And uh, so the, the official lore behind R5 is he knew the bond between R2-D2 and C-3PO and intentionally blows his motivator there. So it wasn't like a random happenstance or anything like that, but the official lore is he did it on purpose. I have heard that. That is such a deep, nerdy cut. Like that's <laughs> not every not every tiny little grain of sand has to have a backstory. <laughs> Except if you're Star Wars. Except if you're if Star, Star Wars everything has a backstory okay yeah. like i did appreciate i think right around the time force awakens was out or shortly after there was a comic there was a, i think under the marvel label they did a new star wars comic run yeah, and the, there was a there was an issue where 3po gets like lost in the desert somewhere and happens upon some other droids and it's this kind of commentary for once, commentating on the in the whole Star Wars universe, how they're essentially slaves, and dealing with that, and dealing with that notion. The, the other, uh, I don't remember what the other droid's name or whatever it was, but I remember them touching on that. I thought, holy shit, that's something that I've never really discussed in the whole Star Wars universe. Is they, hey, they they're they're fucking slaves. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, pretty much. And it was and it was also the story of uh, how he uh, like lost his uh, his armor plating with somewhere. Oh, his his arm ended up red in the Force Awakens, and they kind of hinted at like, oh yeah, I lost this arm and and have a red one now. He said, "All oh, right," because uh, when Han comes over, he's like, "Oh, you might not have recognized me because of my arm," and blah 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 blah. He starts to try to explain, and then he just gets shoved aside. Like, man, fuck off. But typical Han. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, we're going to take forever just to get through this first episode. So Amy Sedaris, lovely to see again as her wacky little uh, babysitter slash mechanic. With her uh, episode one pit droids. Pit droids, R5 cameo. I'm sure there's a thousand other Easter eggs that I'm forgetting now that I forgot to write down. But entire great crate dragon sequence, beautiful. Uh, the, du- and- the double jet packs with uh, Oliphant in, um, in Boba Fett's armor. And... Yeah the uh, the Mandalorian finally getting to unleash his jetpack. No, uh-huh. it's good times. That sounds like some sort of Star Wars sex thing. <laughs> the double jetpack or unleashing his jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> Title of the episode. <laughs> I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> uh, so we get in uh, when watching episode two last night. Uh, Meg pointed out and then I, I was saying like oh yeah that's one of the things I love about the show is I can't think back to all the instances in, uh, in the first season but for the most part uh, the show picks up immediately where they left off whereas opposed to 
other TV shows that are much more episodic and like, for example, like a Star Trek or something like you tell a complete uh, adventure in one episode and then next episode, there's no real sense of time passing for the most part. Yeah, it, it could, could be, be the next day, days, it could be weeks, months, months from now, whatever. Uh, episode two of, uh, of Mandalorian just now, for one of the first things you see is a close-up of his helmet and he, he's, he's coming back through the desert, uh, speeding through the desert, and he's just coming back from that crate dragon hunt. He still has like the goo of the insides like drying on his helmet. And all those little touches make you realize, that, oh yeah, this like, this is just a few minutes later or hours later or something. Anyway, but we uh, still know other than the tease from the previous episode, no more signs of Boba Fett uh, as we're to understand or. Well, we're pretty sure that that was Boba Fett at the end. Like you see his face and it's, it's it's the actor. Well, yeah, what I'm saying is you didn't see him again in episode two. Oh, okay. okay, They, they They haven't gone back to that yet. Yeah. I mean, the only other thing that there's an outlying possibility that it could be a, a former clone, but that would seem kind of pointless at this point, unless they were trying to, uh, well, because we know Ahsoka is coming. Yeah, it could be, it could yeah. be Rex, could but be Rex. That, that's unlikely. Yeah, makes more sense for it to be Boba Fett. Yeah, because I mean, Rex, list. so the, the thing about Rex is, uh, he, there you are. are you there? Yeah, I, I can hear you now. Yeah, sorry. Uh, typical garbage charter internet. It's all good. So Rex. <laughs> yeah. So the thing about Rex is Rex is a clone, and he is extremely old in clone age. Um, he does participate in the 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 Return of the Jedi, the final battle on Endor. So they've sort of retconned that old. Uh, uh, bearded dude that was in uh, oh, right. Return of the Jedi. They've retconned him as Rex. Yeah, he's on the ground so, uh, on, on Endor. I remember that. Yeah, on Endor. Yeah. So, the forest moon of Endor. Oh, excuse me. Get it excuse right. me. Uh, <laughs> push <laughs> up the glasses. <laughs> I've been corrected many times as that, so every time I hear it, I, I instinctively do the, 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 the glass push up and correct yeah. it too. Yeah, but the, yeah, between so the he, eyes, pushing it up with her glasses. <laughs> so he's on the planet there. And at that point in his life, like he is at the extreme end of the, uh, the life cycle of a clone. Mm-hmm. So it's very unlikely that he's, uh, that that's him on Tatooine. It's more likely Boba Fett because like Boba it. Fett is a, he's a clone, but he is a, uh, he is an un, an unmodified clone. So he doesn't have any of the gene modify uh, modifications that, uh, that the, the other clones have. He is an identical copy of his father. Yeah. Which is Django's request. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So yeah. So at th- at yeah. that time, he'd only be like in his forties. Yeah. Okay. So episode two, I mean, we didn't really say much about the episode other than the little things that we liked, but I guess, I mean, if you, if you've seen it, you've seen it, but uh oh another great nod to the expanded universe the jawas no i'm not sorry no jawas the uh the sand people tuscan raiders collecting the insides of the crate dragon the exploded mm-hmm. crate dragon the pearl yeah finding a crate dragon pearl crate dragon pearl yeah which you wouldn't know about unless uh you've read some of the expanded universe i think did that originate in knights of the old republic the the I- game 
think it probably did yeah so if i remember right that's uh one of the little side missions or main missions is to kill a crate dragon and you uh i think the pearls you could potentially use to build uh along with your lightsaber yeah it's it's one of the replacements as a of the as a kyber crystal i think yeah did they ever do did they ever do another like re-release of i think gog might still have the knights of the old republic games Uh, but it might be I mean, they did the phone release, and then I think they did a uh, a re-release, but they haven't done a remaster. Everybody is looking for a remaster. Yeah, you would have to be like completely revamp those. They're so old now. Yeah, like they're playable on modern machines. For a while, they weren't, um, and then when they did the uh, when they did the re-release for phones, they they did some tweaks to the code, and they were able to get them to work on modern machines. So GOG has copies steam has copies you can purchase it there and it will work on your machine but Mm. it's just it's it's so dated yeah there's still there's still some of the greatest games ever made but they're like i tried playing them and it's like i i couldn't get off terrace it was so like so dated and just like janky and graphics wise and some of those are hard to go go back to after a while I was I was going to mention this uh, news later, uh, but since we're getting off topic, as we do, uh, <laughs> I was really excited today to see the news. Uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition is coming in the spring. Yeah, maybe I'll finally play those. You never played any of the Mass Effect? I haven't played any of the Mass Effects. Oh, my God, man. Oh, I know, I know, I know. So good. I mean, the, especially number two is just... That's that's one of the top games. That's it's the Dirty Dozen in space. It's a space art action adventure RPG, and okay. it's the Dirty Dozen. You, you, it's right up your fucking alley. I, I, I have I have heard that it's my alley for years, and I don't know why I never played it. I just was it at at some point was it like a PlayStation exclusive or something like that? No, I think it was always they they always had it out for everything. There was it was okay. PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I never played it, but I never did. So I think when the remaster version comes out, I think I will finally, finally buckle down and, and buy it and play it. Do it. Yeah. And it'll have, of course, with most remasters, it's everything uh, that once was a fortune in DLC <laughs> will now be all included. So yeah. It's an optimized for 4K Ultra HD visuals. So that'll be good times that'll be it's it's getting harder to convince myself to hold back on a on a new gaming rig it really is do it uh maybe maybe just bite the bullet and buy even if you don't want to put it together yourself just buy a pre-made i've i've finally come off my high horse about people using pre-made pcs fuck it if if you if you want a gaming PC and you don't want to take the time to, to learn how to put it together yourself, fuck it. Buy a pre-made. Go do it. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. Exactly. Right. It's 2020 with the Ronout. out. Nobody, nobody got yeah. time for that. Yeah. Drink when you want. Eat what you want. Fuck <laughs> it. I was speaking of, I was going to get a beer. But yeah. Hold on. I'm going to get a beer. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put some interlude music here. Hmm. Well, speaking of things that or right up our alleys, but we've just never got around to. I can't remember if we touched on this last episode, 
but Meg and I have finally started binging Supernatural, which oh, wow. I I think I've sworn on this podcast before. I swear I would never watch it because it was already it's gone way too far. The show is off- like 14 seasons or something like it's that. 147 seasons long. <laughs> No, it's it's a, a grand total of fifteen, Jeez. and they are in. I think the finale just aired. the The series finale just aired, and so I've been avoiding internet spoilers. Uh, but yeah, we started it uh, probably a month or so back, and we're already well into the fourth season. And it's it's awesome. I mean, it's, started it's a great. month it's, ago, and you're into the fourth season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah a month maybe two months i'm not sure but we've been pretty i mean once we uh, by like mid season one we were hooked we're like oh okay. shit okay we're, we're we're getting down with this and i actually tabulate i calculated if we watch two episodes a night we can get through the whole show in six months <laughs> two episodes a night you can roughly get through the entire show in about six months wow yeah, but we've been, but now at first it sounded like, oh God, what are we doing? Like, what have we done? Why did we put ourselves on this road? But, you know, like I said, about halfway through season one, we fell in love with it. We're Now we're digging the shit out of it. It's good times. You do catch, just like going back and watching X-Files, you see uh, actors, well-known actors now, but they look like babies like in like early X-Files, like, oh shit, that's little Seth Green. That's little Jack Black. That's a little who's who. Uh, in Supernatural, there's a lot of people from, uh, a lot of guest stars from like Buffy, uh, Buffy and Angel era, that whole thing. And it's very, when the show started, it was 2005. Supernatural started in 2005. Oh, and it is Jesus. so, it is so 2005. <laughs> so 2005, it hurts. <laughs> Uh, but uh, right from the get-go, episode one, uh, Adrian Palicki, and she looks like a baby, but she's like the hot college babe who immediately gets killed. Spoilers, people. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the two main guys, I mean, Sam and Dean, um, Jensen Eccles and uh, Jared Padalecki, they're, they're good times. Like, basically, you you fall in love with them as characters and actors and it's like, okay, we're, we're set. We're going to watch the whole damn thing. And, um, what's up? So many Easter eggs. Yeah. Uh, so, so many, oh yeah. So many Easter eggs because they write, um, uh, Dean's character, Dean as the movie buff. So they, it's, it's like a fun X-Files because I mean, X-Files was fun, but it's, it's X-Files part due. Basically, yeah. it's X Files without the, the seriousness the of the X Files. Yeah, well, there's still definitely a lot of seriousness to it, but there's a lot of they like to have fun with it and poke fun of themselves as well. So when they run into something wacky that seems like it's a you know out of straight out of a movie, like so, oh, there's some mystery box, and then the guys say, "What's in the box?" You know, <laughs> shit like that. So it's, he's basically it's, us. He's us. Yeah, he's he's the every nerd, and also you know, obnoxiously handsome man the son of a bitch and so yeah, he's definitely he's, not us yeah. <laughs> hey <laughs> hey stop saying things that are mostly true <laughs> uh oh what was i going to say and uh uh probably one of my favorites that um that we recognize from other things now katie cassidy 
our our beloved Laurel Lance from Arrow, Black, the original Black Canary, and then eventually Black Siren. Uh, she plays a, um, a demon chick um, or a, a girl possessed by a demon, uh, Ruby, starting in season three, I believe it was, The Supernatural. Uh, and she's great in it. Looks like a child because <laughs> this was like 10 years ago or whatever. Um, but she's awesome. Uh, and that reminded me there's still no news on, as far as I know, about the Green Arrow spinoff, the Green Arrow and the Canaries did that ever is that still I, in limbo or i don't know i i honestly have not heard anything about that like the whole arrowverse is sort of or cw verse as they're calling it now since arrow is done is in flux because oh somebody somebody posted on instagram a photo of uh of the three primaries of uh uh Stephen Amell, Melissa Benoit or Benoist, mm. Benoit, Benoist, Grant uh, and Grant Gustin, and they had faded out. They 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 put black and white over uh, over everybody but Grant Gustin. Oh, that and, was uh, Stephen Amell posted too soon. <laughs> yeah, I think he reshared it. He's like gone too soon or too yeah. soon or something. Yeah. So, yeah. but like all of the shows, I think are in in limbo right now. We haven't heard anything uh, about the next season of. Uh, Black Bolt, if that's going to continue, I think Black Lightning. Black Lightning. Yeah. Black Bolt. Uh, that's I think an Inhuman. Black Lightning. Yeah, yeah we don't know if that's going to continue. Um, there were some other shows. Uh, the only thing that's confirmed still so far, I think, is the first uh, first season of Superman. Okay. So I think that's still on, as far as we know. Yeah. Um, in other CW news. And supernatural news. So the you know they wrapped up supernatural just recently. Jared Padalecki is now signed on to star on the CW in a Walker Texas Ranger reboot. <laughs> <laughs> why not? What? <laughs> why? Why not? My God, I heard I heard Meg in person, and then in my headphones, echoing through your computer and back at me. <laughs> And I'm wearing headphones. I don't even have my speakers on right now. She is <laughs> cackling. <laughs> I saw the pictures that I haven't seen. I think there's a trailer out, but I mean, the cowboy hat suits him. And especially, okay, this is going to sound really shitty of me, but I mean, uh, Meg and I have been seeing, because we've been seeing like uh, photos online of Jared Padalecki and Jen- Jensen Ackles and how they look now after 15 years of Supernatural. Jensen Ackles, who played Dean Winchester, hasn't aged a fucking day. <laughs> the dude is immortal. It's ridiculous. Uh, Jared Padalecki, still an okay looking dude, but uh, he, he definitely got a five head going on in comparison <laughs> to season one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I can see that. But, uh, you know, now he's hiding it under a big cowboy hat for Walker, Texas Ranger. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it suits him. It works. Um, and another funny story about that. Uh, so I told you, uh, Katie Cassidy uh, played this demon chick Ruby on Supernatural in uh, season three. Well, 
if you're not familiar with supernatural, they, you know, these demons, they jump bodies. Like, you know, if you kill the host body, then they kind of go back to hell, but then they can pop up or possess someone else or whatever. So they kind of wrote that in. Katie Cassidy leaves the show and Ruby, the demon possesses a new girl and comes back. And that girl was, uh, who is now Jared Padalecki's wife. They met on the show and it's Genevieve Padalecki. So they're married now in real life. And she is going to star in the Walker, Texas Ranger show uh, at Ranger show as his wife. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Which is also happening in, uh, in the walking dead universe. I just saw an article the other day. Uh, yeah, Jeffrey get... Morgan's wife is, is coming on to star or to, to cameo or to play Lucille. Lucille. Yeah. The, uh, so we're, we're getting flashbacks. Lucille. Yeah. Like pre pre zombie outbreak flashbacks or maybe like day one flashbacks type thing. Yeah. Uh, Hillary Burton, Hillary Burton is his, his wife. And uh, I guess, yeah. Yeah. So some sort of flashbacks and whatnot. I, again, I'm really, I'm glad I stuck with the walking dead because Jeffrey Dean Morgan is one of the, uh, uh, one of the people I'm really enjoying on it. They really brought his character around. I was worried that they were dragging the Negan shit out way too long. And they did the, the Negan war stuff could have been a season shorter, I think. <laughs> but once they got past that and his evolution of that character, uh, now it's like, I, he's one of the main reasons I tune in is him, Daryl and Carol. So anyway, getting off topic as we do. So uh, do we want to go all the way back to the Mandalorian? Well, what is it? What else you got? We hadn't talked about see, we hadn't talked about episode two yet. Oh, holy shit! No, we didn't. Oh, see, uh, episode two, uh, <laughs> we got straight up a horror show. Uh, number one, it was a, it was a horror movie. It definitely was. Yeah, freaking giant ice spiders that look like the fuck thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh my First god. First of all, fuck that. They were uh, so the <laughs> the ice spiders were were like directly lifted from a Ralph McQuarrie uh, uh, drawing. He actually nice. wanted they they actually wanted to use those in Empire Strikes Back, uh, but they took it out. I guess there was going to be like a battle, or they were going to show up during the uh, the invasion of the 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 base the where Empire. the the base is getting overrun by the Empire troops, and the Empire troops because they're making all the ruckus, draw out the ice spiders and that kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, so that never happened. So they 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 took it and used it and fuck those spiders, fuck them. <laughs> Burn him with all of the Mando fire he could have shot out of his damn wrist. Seriously. That was the most satisfying part of him just like melting those fuckers. Just, just uh, burning the shit out of him. The cockpit door. Yeah. Oh, that was so good and horrifying and terrifying. I, uh, I really enjoyed the whole story. I really loved uh, you know, Frog Lady. I don't remember if they gave her a name. Uh, I don't think so. But yeah, it was a really sweet story, and it really solidifies that uh, yeah, Mando is. This is basically. Uh, oh God, what was the old show with uh, David Carradine, Kung Fu? Yes. Um, or or uh, what was the other one? I think there was one called Shogun. Those old shows are basically just the traveling warrior who goes and you know helps the town pe- town people here as he's passing through, and then it's time to move on to the next yeah. you. Know, next thing and that is the mandalorian and it's great it just works it's solid um even though he does have his overarching mission uh but yeah everything about that was wonderful i love that we get to see a touch of the new republic 
they're really that's right out of the gate they're showing you that we're expanding into the star wars universe a little more this is still very much a uh, a nice small story in this bigger universe but we're getting a little uh perspective on, on where where the whole world is at this point yeah. you know five years after the empire has fallen dave filoni uh with the, another cameo oh he was one of the pilots right yeah it was yeah, a, it was, the, it was the same pilots. character as he had in the last uh, last season right but, i sorry so they when they were questioning him over the radio and then he bolted they were talking about the incident uh, that there was that base that he was at, his other... They, they're talking about the episode where he uh, meets up with his old uh, underworld boss, basically, Crew, yeah. and they go to rescue uh, uh, Tw- uh, Twi'lek, who is sort of the asshole of the group. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> they betray Mando on mm-hmm. the prison ship that's transporting uh, him to another prison colony and uh, because he apprehends so the conversation they have is uh, the I guess the squad leader is 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 questioning Mando and then uh, the Dave Filoni's character either recognizes Mando or recognizes his ship or whatever but he remembers back hey like a couple weeks ago or a couple of months ago this happened yeah, were you this nearby? Uh, transport, blah 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 blah. And, and yeah, you fit the description, or your ship fits the description <clears throat> of somebody that was there. Yeah, and then he and just then, bolts without a word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, we learned that Baby Yoda. Oh, I, well, uh, I think Meg saw a, a post online earlier. Oh, we learned that Baby Yoda loves Boba. <laughs> Loves him some boba tea. He loves uh, he loves caviar. He loves frog caviar for sure. Yeah, that's a little disturbing. This this he, poor downtrodden uh, refugee is trying to get you know, desperately to her husband and start a life with their spawn, and he's just fucking eating the babies left and right. Just, just eating them all. Uh huh. Yeah, it's a little uh, he, it's a little unsettling. Yeah. He is just a straight up, just like murderer. Like he he will eat any small creature that comes around him. Mm. Well, I think we kind of. I mean, we should have seen it coming. I mean, Yoda. We've known forever. I mean, the original Yoda puppet and everything, all the way back to Empire. He has whole rows of sharp ass teeth. Those are carnivorous teeth. <laughs> <laughs> He has no qualms about eating other living beings. Yeah, Yoda eats some motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, but yeah, good times. Once they get into like, the freaking like ice the, cave, I oh, like the frog lady uses the uh, the droid that they they destroyed in that hi- in that uh, prison break episode to translate. Yeah, for a second I thought that there was going to be some tie back to. Uh, I, I forgot that that was a droid for a second. I thought it was like a helmet or like suit of armor or something. And I thought, Oh shit. Like, did he kill uh, her husband on that prison break uh, journey? And, but then you know, she used the uh, vocal systems of the droid and realized, Oh, okay. That makes sense. Uh, uh, the, the everything in the, in the 
ice cave is wonderful. Very, uh, very reminiscent of Aliens. Uh, Aliens the, and a, a little bit of indie running away through the temple kind yeah, of vibe sure. going on. Yeah, once those eggs start moving, once you start realizing, oh, those aren't rocks or like stalactites or anything, those are eggs. Nothing good is going to come of this. Which, by the way, all. Baby Yoda ate one of those, so... Yeah. He could have just went all Pac-Man on them and just <laughs> fucking ate them all. Yeah, uh, that's what I was expecting. I was expecting him to just chomp, just start chomping during the uh, the runaway scene, just him using the force to bring him bring himself some food. That would have been rad too. Probably too goofy for the moment, but yeah, yeah. definitely another scenario. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been like the Kevin Smith version or something. <laughs> just Mando just constantly having to rip legs, spider legs out of his mouth. Uh-huh. <laughs> You've got uh, spider guts hanging off you. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, the, the rescue was pretty great. Yeah. Uh, the, that, you know, the, the, Pilots came back around the X-wings and and the uh, was that Dave Filoni who was who spoke to him? Uh, was, no, it was the other character. I don't. Oh, okay. I don't remember the actor's name. Yeah. So yeah, they uh, get rid of fucking Godzilla spider and all the rest of them blow them away. And there's that nice little again, very akin to like westerns or something. Like, well, you know, you, we should be arresting you, but you know we heard you save some folks too, and uh, you arrested just, three of the four bad guys. Yeah, just uh, just get that tail light fixed, and uh, <laughs> we'll we'll see you around. And they fly the fuck off. Yeah, I am really wondering how quickly they're going to get around to uh, the rest of this universe they've promised when they're going to circle back around to Boba Fett. And uh, Ahsoka, really, I think is what everybody's waiting for. Ahsoka, we... yeah, for sure. But I think I think she's probably. I think they're probably saving that for like the last two or three episodes. Just like uh, on the first season, we really didn't get um, Moff, Gideon Moff Gideon until yeah. the last two episodes, the end of the the, uh, the seventh episode and the eighth episode. Yeah, maybe maybe she'll uh, dovetail into season three, perhaps. Probably. Uh, I think she's more, I think, I think she's probably going to be the, the opponent for Moff Gideon with him having a dark saber and it looks, looks like him having the dark saber, not a dark saber, the dark saber. And it looks like his armor is actually probably Beskar rather than normal, uh, normal stormtrooper armor. Yeah. He's got that good Iron Man shit. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah. I think that'll be the the final conflict this season is, is ah- Ahsoka and him. Yeah, for sure. If if she shows up, that'll be where Sabine will show up. Yeah, that's they're gonna have to be skillful on that to not inundate us with they they got one thing that the show has been really good about is it's just very level headed for its audience. You can be a casual. Uh, fan of the star wars universe or you can be you know balls deep in the expanded lore and watched all of the clone wars and rebels and everything and it works for everybody they're very marvel like that 
it, it works for everybody. Like, it, like, you know, I, I took my mom to see all the Marvel movies and she was all into it. She's like, fuck yeah. She didn't understand half the references, but she's like, she loves her boyfriend, Captain America, <laughs> you know, and has a good time. Uh, you know, if I took her to watch like the, uh, the Zack Snyder verse, uh, you know, Batman versus Superman and everything, it's, I think it gets way more into the weeds of like, like hardcore fans know, you know, who the fuck Steppenwolf and Darkseid or Darkseed, whatever the fuck, you know, that's, you, you kind of need a, a explanatory guide if you're not well-versed in all the comics verse, at least to a degree. Uh, with Mando, I think uh, they've been really good about just skimming the surface of that universe, providing lots of Easter eggs for, for the fanboys, but you can follow the journey even if you maybe this is your first dip into the toe of Star Wars, I would say. Uh, if you're going on into season two and expanding this universe with these major players like fucking like Ahsoka and Sabine and possibly Rex or Boba Fett, then I think they're going to have to be really skillful of introducing that in a way that doesn't feel so ham fisted, where it's like we're just shoving all of this in for all the fanboys now. And. It, Meg friendly, yes, as she said. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. But I, I mean, I, I mean, I trust John Favreau and uh, and Filoni with. Yeah, that the they are the castle. Just give them the whole franchise. Yeah, they are the new, the new official gatekeepers of the Star Wars universe, and I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I still. I know there's uh, Meg and I were talking about this the other day. I hope the other series on the way are met with the same care and quality that Mandalorian has been. Cause we've got a limited series with Obi-Wan and I'm not sure if it's a limited or ongoing series with uh, Cassian, Cassian Andor and uh, K2SO of Rogue One fame. Yeah, I think that's so far it's announced as a, Limited with the possibility of uh, continuing on. Yeah, more to come. Yeah, it's I, right. I. I'm sure it'll be great. I'm sure I'll enjoy it. I have a hard time with prequel stuff, especially when you know the character's fate. Like if the character's fate is ambiguous, exactly. Yeah. Then then it's then it's a little easier to to be hyped for it. But yeah. when you know the character's fate, um, it kind of takes the kind of takes the excitement away exactly though, though i was ple- pleasantly surprised with solo uh I, yeah I, solo was okay i i, I, still I like solo. solo yeah uh, and i will enjoy the time frame that the that they're in they're in like the start of the empire days like they're they are like the the cassian andor series is going to be like day one after the empire is founded yeah so, yeah, so that's it, that's one of the least explored time frames in the uh, the sort of uh, expanded universe. The time yeah. between episode three and episode four, other than Solo and Rogue One, we don't have much in there. There's uh, um, there's a comic, uh, Doctor Afra, I think it's called or Afra, or I, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. And there's the the Vader comic, but. But uh, other than that, between those time that time frame, there is not much yeah. in the expanded universe. Yeah, yeah, that could be interesting. 
seeing his whole uh, descent into you know falling in with doing the the seedy shit that the uh, rebels would rather no one know about. Yeah, I could dig it. And honestly, I mean, if we got more Alan Tudyk as K two S O, I'll fucking watch oh. that forever. He he is. Let me just let me just say he is so amazing. Oh, so wonderful I, I, man. <laughs> I rewatched A Knight's Tale randomly yesterday, <laughs> and he is just so good. I have Ugabu. never. Will you? Pain. Never watched Hurt. A Knight's Tale. I have never what? watched. Yeah, I'll tell you. So, my dad and I used to go to fucking Blockbuster or Hollywood Video, like every Friday night. And we go rent a batch of movies. And one night we went and rented A Knight's Tale. We put it on. And in like the first five minutes, like uh, Lowrider is playing. And we're like, what the fuck is going on? It threw us for like, we didn't realize what the makers of film were going for. And it threw us out. We were expecting like a serious medieval story. No, it's a sports movie. Yeah, and yeah, and we're seeing like, oh, well, yeah, you know, uh, at the the very we start, we will of rock it, you. We will rock you. Yeah, the 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 crowd watching the jousting is doing. We will rock you. We're like, what the fuck is going on? We sh- we shut it off. Like five minutes in, we shut it off. We're like, no, I'm, no, I'm not this. go go to Netflix tonight. When we get off this podcast tonight, <laughs> is you it on will Netflix? Watch- Yes, it's on Netflix. When we get off this podcast, you are watching A Knight's Tale with Meg and you are loving it. Okay, Meg, uh, Todd demands that we watch A Knight's Tale. I've already seen it. She's already seen it and she doesn't sound thrilled to watch it again. It's fine. It's fine. I'm sure it was fine in what 2000, 2003, whatever. Like when we yeah, were, it was about mid 2000s. When I was a senior in high school, yeah, yeah, no. It's good. It's worth so. watching. All right, it is made. definitely worth giving a watch. Okay, well, we got uh, homemade margarita stuff for earlier in the week when the uh, when. For specifically for election day, we had to make some big margaritas as we uh, we watched the numbers come in. Uh, so yeah, maybe if there's enough tequila in me, I might watch <laughs> a Knight's Tale and report back next episode. Uh, I will tell you another. Paul Bettany. Yeah. Paul Bettany's in it as well as it has... as well as Alan and and. King Robert Baratheon is in it. Oh, man. By God's man, he was strong. Uh, fat, what was he? Uh, fat, drunk, redneck king or whatever yes. they call him? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. You uh, recognize everybody in there. All right. I'll, I'll have a hefty drink on hand and I will mystery science theater that shit. There you go. <laughs> oh, God. Now I kind of want to watch it with you so we can... <laughs> So we can mystery science theater, right? Do a watch party. That'll be that'll be the next uh, podcast episode. It'll just be that. It'll be a a, <laughs> a watch party. Uh, I will tell you a medieval fantasy that I am excited as shit about. It's official. It's green lit. Ron Howard is doing a Willow sequel yes. series for Disney Plus. Fuck yes. I ah. Uh, Fuck I, yes. 
God damn it. I'm excited for that. It's, and I, it's funny. I just uh, a day or so ago, uh, an old friend of mine, my friend Justin was on Facebook saying like, fuck man, I forgot how much I love Willow. And I guess he just rewatched it and he sounded like he had some drinks in him or something. He was just like, <laughs> just so jazzed, like live. He wasn't tweeting. He was Facebooking as he was watching Willow. He was like, guys, it's so good. He's just like going off and doing quotes and shit. And I told him like, Hey, did you hear there's a sequel series coming? And that blew his mind. And Oh man. But yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Ron Howard has been talking about it for a while. People have been asking about it because there've been rumors going around and I don't even feel it might've even just started that way that uh, I think, I guess, power of the press because people would always come back and ask anytime there's star Wars stuff. And uh, um, Warwick Davis, he came back in the, uh, did some cameos in the new Star Wars sequels. Um, uh, mainly, I mean, he, he always, you know, pops in as random aliens and such. But of course, he was uh, Wicket in Return of the Jedi and uh, returned. I mean, obviously, he's wearing the Ewok costume, so you don't really, you can't really tell it's him. But that is, in fact, Warwick Davis uh, at the end of uh, the last one, uh, episode nine, when everybody's celebrating and you catch a quick shot of uh of wicket and i think is what's supposed to be his son or another smaller ewok right next to him uh but people you know would ask him in like every interview like oh yeah how's it great to be back in star wars and blah blah blah. yeah it's wonderful to be back here after all these years and like hey what about willow like wouldn't that be great to go back to the end i think that just kind of sort of trickled that just became it just manifested in the atmosphere of talk about, oh, wow, people would be interested in seeing more Willow and, and revisiting that. The and Jim Henson studio is not doing anything right now. Oh, I heard that uh, the Dark Crystal series, which I still haven't watched it, but it got canceled after one yeah. season, which I think that might have, I don't know if it was due to low viewership, because I heard Well, it, they had it great did. reviews. So um, I don't know how that translated to viewership, but the reviews were great. I think it was probably just the pandemic. Netflix has been uh, putting a few things on the chopping block. Just oh, yeah. To, Glow yeah. got canceled, even though they got a guaranteed pickup. Yeah, Glow, they were, they were um, I think they were getting ready to film, and, and you know, COVID hit, of course. And, uh, and yeah, it just got, got canceled, unfortunately. Um, Meg and I finally caught up on, uh, I don't know how this doesn't really relate to, like, sci-fi geek stuff, but it's a really good show, uh, Dead to Me. Uh, Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini uh, in Dead to Me, which got two seasons on Netflix. Meg and I finally caught up with the second season uh, within the last month. It's a great show. James Marsden also, Cyclops, uh, is also in it. He's great. And they were, I remembered reading uh, an article just, I think it was just after COVID hit. It might have been like April or May that they were on the chopping block or that they were canceled in fact. And I was like, Oh man, that fucking sucks. And then uh, a few months later, it's like, Oh, never mind. It, it just got reversed. And, uh, and they put out uh, that they were officially a go for a third and final season. So I don't know. It's Netflix. They, who knows what's going on in their heads. Yeah. Uh, they, anything that, so, so it's the three season, it's the three season thing. It's uh they have to, they have a mandatory, guild rules that uh, any screen actors guild and then the 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 set workers basically they all get pe- uh, hefty pay increases after three seasons of a show 
That's mm-hmm. why Netflix very rarely keeps a season going after three three seasons or a series going after three seasons. But uh, that doesn't mm-hmm. that doesn't mostly the cancellations of the first season shows this year are all COVID related reasons. Reasons like uh, they couldn't safely anything that involves big crowds they can't safely film. Anything that involves close physical contact against uh, amongst multiple people they can't safely film. That's why Glow got canceled. Yeah, it ends up being kind of, I mean, some are pushing through. I mean, they really got to invest a lot of time and resources into it. Jurassic World Dominion just finished filming uh, this week, but it was, I was reading an article about it on Deadline and it was just ridiculous, everything that they had to do. I mean, it's great to hear that they were, number one, able to continue production, but they had uh, you know, so many systems in place, you know, the hand sanitizer and washing stations everywhere, they, you know, everybody having to uh, distance as possible if you, you know, weren't in the scene and just uh, just going into all the details of what made that machine work. It was just very intensive. And of course, it's Jurassic World Dominion, like they're throwing all the money in the world at that production, but oh, yeah. smaller productions aren't going to have that, you know, so it's, you know, it's it's kind of cool to see like, oh, it is possible, but it's it, it's possible with like a giant fucking budget. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a smaller uh, show probably isn't going to be able to institute all the all those extras, you know, to meet the demand for safety. W- one good thing uh, mentioned uh, on another show. So uh, I don't remember if it was Netflix themselves or somebody else that were close to the Duffer brothers for Stranger Things. So they just restarted yeah. filming themselves. Oh, really? Um yeah, they restarted uh, at the last half of October. Um, the good thing is the the Duffer Brothers were able to write the entire season before production actually started. They were writing up until the last moment in previous seasons and during filming in previous seasons. Yeah. This time they were able to submit completed scripts for the entire season before filming started or resumed. That's actually. good. Yeah, that's... I like that. I, I think that's a, a good thing that's come out of it that allows everybody to slow down and be more creative or, or solidify things. And uh, yeah, just um, uh, look at them with a fine tooth comb and, and be yeah. able to uh, make everything, make sure everything's right. That's crazy to think that. And I do remember now that you mentioned it, that hearing that about that, about the previous seasons, because stranger things, you look at that as one of those bigger, like prestige television shows and you think oh everything is so meticulously planned and whatnot but to find out that oh shit they were you know writing the season as they were going along (laughs) they were pulling shit out of their ass as it was filming and they were doing the uh the south park method the (laughs) six six days to air Mm -hmm. god uh Speaking of that, did you catch the uh, South Park pandemic special? I haven't. I haven't yet watched it. I wanted to watch it, but I don't. I, I don't know for what reason I was busy that night, but I couldn't watch it, and I just kind of got pushed aside. It's very good times. I, I'm glad that they're still doing their thing after all these years. It's it, for a while it felt like okay, South Park is going to run out of steam, just like all these shows do. I mean, I think we still watch new family guys like we have those recording on sunday nights but they're very hit or miss these days uh american dad surprisingly is is pretty great still it's uh that went over to tbs 
and that's uh i mean seth mcfarland doesn't really you know produce anything on these shows anymore he's busy with yeah. orville and a thousand other uh dramatic projects now but you know, he comes in and still does voices but you know like these animated shows they they go on for so damn long because they're they're just so easy to do yeah and you know it's just a perfect thing to throw in that time slot and you, know, you get that of course diminishing returns over time but south park I think they're smart about it where they, and it's probably just because I think mostly because Matt and Trey, like they just don't want to lift. They don't have to lift a finger for the rest of their lives, <laughs> but mm-hmm. they just get the urge to like, uh, if you remember that six days to air documentary. They're like every season, they feel like it's going to be the last one. Cause they're just like, ah, do we want to do this shit again? <laughs> but then they do it. And then they get in that creative flow and they're like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Like let's, let's, you know, tell a story here. And, uh, and it's great that they've been able to stay relevant and fresh because of that extreme intensive process that they do they can comment on shit happening like almost real time but yeah it's uh it's good times and now i'm very curious to see i'm very anxious to see both meg and i were talking about this yesterday uh the inevitable fall of mr garrison <laughs> or president garrison i should say <laughs> so anyway where were we getting? Where were we at? Uh, okay, Jurassic World Dominion finally finished filming. We'll see yeah. what else can survive out of COVID. Probably time for rapid fire if you've got anything left. Yeah, yeah, it was a few things I uh, picked up. I mean, it's kind of old news in uh, internet time, but you can touch on a few things that happened in the last couple of weeks uh, in the more comic book movie universe. We got more bits about the Snyder Cut coming. Uh, Jared Leto, in fact, returning as the Juggalo Joker. Fuck. (laughs) For better or worse, we'll see what happens there, but I don't know. And uh, Joe Manganiello uh, with some more expanded, at least a additional scene as Deathstroke, where in the the original theatrical cut, he just kind of pops in there like... Hey kids, it's me! Uh, like at the end, to, to like, oh, we're gonna establish some kind of uh, some uh, legion, like a legion of doom, perhaps. Oh, 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 when they're at, they're on like I, I only watched it literally. I only watched it once. They were, I think, they were on like Lex's private boat or something, like a yacht or something. And I, I, I couldn't even tell you. I don't remember. I watched it once myself. Yeah. Joe Manganiello and... pops up, just uh, like a little cameo. It's like it's like one of those. As an adult, you recognize like, oh, they literally just threw him in there for five seconds to sell a toy, like to sell yeah. a Happy Meal, you know, with his face <laughs> on it or something. It, yeah, and he's there in the Deathstroke outfit and he's got like awkwardly like dyed grayish hair. He's got like the, uh, what is it? The, the Touch of Gray brand of, of <laughs> men's hair dye. They just put in, it doesn't, it looks, it actually looked really cheap. It looked like just like a Halloween spray can of like grayish white <laughs> hair. They put on Joe Manganiello to make him look a little more grizzled and not so gorgeous. But, <laughs> but yeah. yeah so. it, it, it doesn't work on him. Him and Sofia Vergara are just collectively sucking the life energy of, of their neighbors around them to keep themselves young. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, I mean, do you read the right wing news? Of course that's, I mean, the Hollywood elite are, <laughs> you know, kidnapping uh kidnapping the kids for that adrenochrome that sweet adrenochrome yeah that's it anyway 
enough of that shit. Uh, oh, call back, possibly... uh, a call back to, to last episode. Remember, okay. so let's talk a little bit about Star Trek. So remember oh, how we were counting how many Star Trek series that were in production and pre-production right now. How many more so, series have been announced? So we have one more announced show. Yeah. We have. Well, it was going to be a Riker and Troy one, right? Riker and Troy. Right. It's be, uh, their escapades. I, <laughs> it's like, God damn it, that does sound interesting. That's the only thing I can. <laughs> at this point, let's start. Like, God damn it, I probably would watch that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, eventually, when I can trick myself into spending on another goddamn streaming service i don't know Maybe I'll, I'll cut one off and then i'll start that one for a little bit just to just and to watch the entire star trek universe discovery is actually I, I i recommend it now before i when i when i tried it out the first season only the first season was out and i only watched like the first two or three episodes i hated it I gave it another shot, and through two seasons, I liked it. Now into season, we're we're three episodes into season three. I say, if you're a fan of Star Trek, give it a chance. I say, I say, watch it. Yeah, really, the only reason I haven't it's just you know time constraints and the fact that I don't want to pay for another streaming service. That's it. So let's say plow through a few more series, you know, along with Meg, and maybe after Supernatural, then maybe (laughs) after your six month journey. Yeah, maybe we'll dive into uh, in, back into the Star Trek universe. Uh, I'll tell you what I am fucking excited for, which was something I was very, I was very not pleased with at first. Tom Holland as Nathan Drake in the Uncharted movie, uh, but we did in the last couple of weeks got a few pics from the set, uh, the first uh, snapshots of him in in character in full. Nate Drake uh, garb and looking like he's fitting the bill. It looks yeah. like it could be fun. We got we got a, a brief glimpse of uh, a video of Mark Wahlberg as Sully with his gorgeous stash uh, that looked fun. And uh, I, I'm I'm getting a little excited about it. And they did have um, oh the voice the, the, of, the voice uh, actor yeah um, Nolan. Um, Nolan, Nolan North, um, voice actor for Nathan Drake for the video games. Uh, he was on set hanging out with Tom Holland, and he kind of gave the the geek universe his his uh, thumbs up of approval. He's like, "No, guys, this is going to be really good." So, I'm I'm a bit excited for that. And Tom Holland announced that they they wrapped up filming for that. It's it's a wrap. They're in post production now. And then he immediately flew from there off to Spider Man Three. And they're in filming for that now, which, you know, I mean, Spider-Man 3. Yeah, Spider-Man 3. All going to fucking love it. The Spider-Mans. The Spider-Mans. Didn't, wasn't there another game coming out? There's a sequel to the PS4 Spider-Man game. Now they're going to do a Miles Morales one. Yeah, so it's, um, it's sort of a pseudo sequel. It's shorter than the, uh, the actual Spider-Man game. It's built off the same engine. Um, it's a slightly expanded map. It's it's sort of like a expanded DLC, but it's going to be like a forty or fifty dollar title. Oh, okay. um, it's going to be a new story. Um, it's going to be like the Miles a, story. It's kind of like uh, the last Uncharted they did. It was originally going to be like a, a DLC spinoff uh, with uh, the character Chloe Fraser. Um, 
uh, played by Claudia Black of million sci-fi TV show and franchise fame. Um, Farscape forever, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, but then it ended up being, they extended it out to essentially a full game. So it, it was almost like Uncharted 5, yeah. which was great. I don't know if it's going to have like the playtime of a full game. I don't know if it's going to be like a 20, 28 plus hour title or if it's just going to be like a a quick like 10, 12 hour play. But it's it's definitely shorter than the, the, the previous uh, Spider-Man game. Oh, that's cool. uh, but it is coming with the, uh, a sort of a upping of the graphics for the the next gen. So uh, I don't think it's a, a full remaster, but it's definitely uh, improving the graphics for the the next gen. Didn't they already do a remaster of the PS4 Spider-Man game? Because I remember at some point I was seeing reports that they altered that's the image of Peter Parker. That's for this. Oh, so that's upcoming. Yeah, because uh, it's going to be included. I guess the the base Spider-Man game is going to be included with it. So they tried to make him look more like Tom Holland, and now it just kind of looks weird yeah. and off-putting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's like, that's, it's like the, that's Aven- like the, Aven- the Avengers game that came out uh, like a month or two back. Like They tried yeah. to make them look similar to what we know as the movie, but they because they couldn't use the likenesses of the movie versions. Yeah, likeness rights. They, they, they look like white bread, like great value... <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> oh god! Uh, yeah, it's it's basically like they're it's like the spaceballs moment. You captured the stunt doubles. That's exactly it. it. Yeah, but that's I mean that is to be fair. I mean that sucks. That's a that's a no win scenario. If you cannot, if you don't have the likeness rights and you can't use the actual you know likenesses of the I mean of a ten year franchise of these characters, these actors that we know and love as these characters, like, like um, Robert Downey Jr. is motherfucking Iron Man. Yeah, but then, then go in a different direction. Don't make them vaguely look like the characters that you're trying to pr- portray. Like look at yeah, some of the older, gonna be. look at some of the older comic books and portray the images, portray them as those images. Classic. Com- yeah. I guess you just go on a different iconic look, the classic comic book look. Exactly. I guess so. Yeah, and you can lean into like all those geek posts about like, here's what this character's outfit should have looked like. You know, all those fucking BuzzFeed articles or whatever, just to, for clicks about like, oh, this is how Scarlet Witch should have looked like if By they the were way, following the, the one, comics. The WandaVision Scarlet Witch in her red costume for, I, I guess it's like a Halloween scene or whatever. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, do they have footage of she's actually in the yeah. comic accurate? Yeah, she's in the full like comic red like mask with cape and and it it it's it's a it looks like it looks like it's a Halloween costume, so it's intentionally <laughs> looking like lower budget, but I think that's cuz the the this all the footage and scenes that they they've released so far have been like sort of uh like in, I guess I guess she's creating a, a space in her mind. It, I, I, this is what I'm thinking it is because it's all like a retro '50s like TV show with her and uh, Vision. Vision. And yeah. uh, so I think she's like creating this scene in her mind, and that's like her vision of a Halloween, and it's her and the 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 Wanda uh, the 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 costume, the, yeah. the red. 
cape and mask and everything. It, it's just so great. I, I can't wait till that damn show comes out. That needs to hurry up. So it's like the Party City version yes. of the Scarlet Witch. <laughs> it's the Halloween store. So you know it has to have like a, a great value style, like a fake a roundabout name because they can't say Scarlet Witch. It has to be like Red Mistress or something like that. <laughs> Red superhero mistress or, or outfit or some shit like that. <laughs> you would get at the Halloween store. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. Check this out, Todd. Let, let, let me holler at you, Todd. Picture this. I think we've already kind of discussed this before, but <laughs> Meg, uh, what'd she say? I didn't hear that one. Oh, she because I said picture this like the Golden Girls, like picture this. It was Sicily, nineteen twenty. <laughs> <laughs> picture this, Todd. So there's a lot of talk right now um, in the in the Geekiverse. Our beloved Marvel defenders are slowly becoming available again. Because the, the, the gist of it was... was Your expiration timer is ending. Correct, yeah. So after uh, Netflix pulled the plug on uh, the Defenders series on, uh, on Netflix, the agreement was that they could not appear in any other you know, production for a solid two years. Now those timers are going ding. And starting with uh, Daredevil, Daredevil will get its rights back just as Marvel begins filming Spider-Man 3 right about now. It's, mm-hmm. it's coinciding, it's lining up pretty good right there. Everybody's thinking, hmm, is that a convenient coincidence or what? So actually I saw earlier on, um, you know, in light of current events in the world today, I was balls deep on Twitter earlier and I, you know, bouncing back and forth between world news as well as geek news and uh remember my buddy hector uh yeah yeah hector we we interviewed him on the show uh ways back a couple of times i think yeah uh hector navarro he he pointed out now how awesome would it be if marvel studios hired charlie cox to play matt the lawyer (laughs) (laughs) to avoid any sort of issues who defends peter parker in court for defamation and then on the day the rights for Daredevil revert, they add some changes to the script to let him suit up at least once more in the movie. Oh. Oh. And you've got Spider-Man 3 featuring Daredevil oh. joining the gang. That, yeah. Oh. That would be just so perfect. That would be a dream come true. Well, we'll see. But I, Hector, ha- Hector always has amazing ideas that will never happen. Just yeah. for Hollywood bullshit reasons. I mean, we, we got a Pokemon movie. He called that one ages yeah. ago. And it was It wasn't his his Pokemon movie his Pokemon movie was a little bit better than that. Yeah, of course. Uh I, I, I think they did a solid job with it. Yeah. I think they did as good of a job they could for a big Hollywood studio doing Pokemon. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, unless you're doing a little art house film, you can only expect so much depth. <laughs> from a big Hollywood production. Yeah, true. Yeah. And it, 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 Detective Pikachu was pretty good. I, I'll admit, I had I had fun. I had laughs. Yeah. I, I, I had a little, oh, they put that Pokemon in there. Yeah, And Ryan Reynolds makes everything a delight. Exactly. I mean, you, you cannot be mad at it. Exactly. Yeah. 
uh did i have anything else uh, i think that was it for uh older news we oh my god okay well two maybe three more a couple little more well we can do little rapid fires here uh i don't know if you've seen any of the trailers for that saved by the bell oh. series it's oh. know, i wanted to hate it meg and i watched the the latest trailer for it and it just looks like what it looks like it looks like low stakes fun which is what we need <laughs> this year of our lord covid sometimes you just need i mean that's the whole exclusive reason why the food network and hgtv exist along with several other reality shows i mean sometimes so yeah sometimes you just need something low stakes that you can relax to that'll make you that'll bring you a little joy a little levity and that saved by the bell reboot or whatever you want to call it looks pretty fucking entertaining <laughs> you got a lot of the original cast there i don't know if they're just gonna cameo like a, you know briefly and then get out of the way for the younger generation but... i think that's pretty much what it is i think the only one that's gonna stay on is uh well it looks like um uh jesse and slater uh, uh mario lopez and uh elizabeth berkeley berkeley uh it looks like they actually work at the school yeah, so they're the, they're so going to be gonna the be, anchor cast, yeah. and the rest of the cast is all going to be like the the next generation. Uh, Mark Paul Gossler, Zach Morris is actually, I believe he's the. Yeah, I think they said he's governor. the mayor or the governor. He's the governor. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think we did catch a glimpse of Tiffany Amber Thiessen in there as well, uh, but who knows how involved she'll be. But it, I miss her since white color went off. Oh, I didn't even know she's. I didn't know the show. I never yeah. got around to. Um, yeah, it just it looks it looks fun. It, it looks fun. Like I said, low stakes fun. Uh, there was that. There was oh Netflix. More Netflix news. Live action Assassin's Creed series. Mm, the movie was garbage. I never saw the movie, but it kind of looked like garbage yeah. from, the, from the previous, and that's what I heard about it. Uh, still mildly curious. I, I've never been a huge Assassin's Creed franchise fanboy. I mean, I did play a couple of the early games. I remember well, Meg got me the first one way back when, and I finally played it. And it was the even by the time I got around to playing it, it was a bit dated, and the controls were annoying as shit. Yeah, they <laughs> they fixed the control issues probably by the third game. Yeah, so and the control they, issues do get much better. Yeah, I think I played. I eventually. Right through the first and second one, I then I just kind of got a little bored with it and a little annoyed with the the issues. And I just I think I binged on YouTube just like the story, just so I could kind of catch up. And anyway, it's I've been very I'm not very invested in the series, but I've, I mean I like the idea of it, and I've always liked the the story. And I figured if they did a good narrative of it, it would definitely play out well in a series. So yeah. We'll see. So it could be good. Yeah. As long as as long as the people involved with the movie aren't involved with this one, I'm I'm optimistic. Yeah. Netflix hasn't put anything that's been totally garbage. Yeah. If you don't count Adam Sandler's stuff. <laughs> I I mean. Hey, there's an audience for it. Fuck it. There's an it's twenty for it. it's twenty twenty the year of our Rona. Watch whatever the fuck you want to watch. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't feel guilty, but there's no such thing as guilty pleasure. Like you like what you like, own it, it's fine. I mean 
like it or not that <laughs> that motherfucker is still making money oh yeah he's making shit tons of money yeah i got nothing against him uh and last but not least i don't think we touched on this last time i don't even think it was really news last time only speculation but michael keaton Michael Keaton has been in the Geekverse news for quite some time. Number one, ever since the summer, because they confirmed that he was going to be part of the Flashpoint movie, the Flash movie that they've been trying to get off the ground for God knows how long now. Been through countless directors and writers, etc. They're finally getting their shit together with that. And we know he is officially signed on as part of their multiverse Batman's storyline. And from what we understand, it's not a, a shoddy little cameo. Like he's a huge part of the story, him and Ben Affleck returning as uh, as Batfleck. And, you know, there's speculation that maybe, uh, you know, maybe Christian Bale might get in there. Don't know. Christian Bale famously said he would only come back as Batman under the conditions that uh, Chris Nolan gave the thumbs up. He gave the okay. Because uh, he trusts Chris Nolan and his storytelling and everything, which is fine. It's understandable. Yeah. But... Just in the last few weeks here, there's a whole other storm of ruin around Michael Keaton. Um, un, I don't, I, unconfirmed reports that he is in talk with HBO, HBO Max for a Batman Beyond series. Mm. Our, our absolute dream come true that we've been mm. championing for years and years. Our 1989 Michael Keaton Batman coming back as elderly Bruce Wayne, crotchety old Bruce Wayne, to mentor Terry McGinnis. That's been our, our our fan cast. Like we've mentioned that multiple times on this damn podcast. Yeah, that we would love that to happen. Yeah, that I mean, feel like what four years ago last time we recorded, yeah. we were mentioning that shit. So uh, I, I'd this... like to think that we are entirely responsible. Some Hollywood executive stumbled across us randomly and said, we did. yeah, you know what? That's a good it... idea. Yeah. It's official canon. We put it into the time frame. We in, into the timeline. <laughs> we put it into the timeline out there. The flash did his flashy, flashy point thing. He stumbled into our, one of our recordings. He must've heard it and, uh, and happened to, uh, yeah. Bring it back to the execs. That's it. Uh, that's official DC canon. Period. <laughs> you heard it first at the Getting Off Topic podcast. Uh, oh yeah, and uh, I think also on HBO Max. Pretty sure is HBO Max. Uh, they're doing Gremlins shit. There's still talk about a third movie, but in the meantime, they are actually working on an animated Gremlins show, Secrets of the Mogwai. Nice. Yeah, that'll be awesome. I'm down for more Gremlins. They've been talking about a third movie for quite some time. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll see what happens with this show. Maybe if there's a when does the, the Child's Play show come out? Is a Child's Play show? Yeah, H- I think it's HBO Max doing it. Oh, I did not even know that. I last I heard about Child's Play was the uh, 2019 remake film, which I've heard fans scream holy hell about that and say it was garbage. And I also heard people that are pleasantly surprised about it. I still have yet to watch it, but. I don't know. Oh, you know what? No, it's sci-fi doing it. Never mind. I'm no longer excited. <laughs> oh, sci-fi. <sighs> they took chances here and there well, with, with... Wait a minute. Even... Jennifer Tilly is involved. Really? So Brad maybe. Dorf? Yeah. 
Brad Dorf, Jennifer Tilly, Alex Vincent. Okay. So maybe they're trying to bring it back to its roots. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, maybe it will be good. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I, I'll hold out hope. Okay, we'll see. I didn't, that brings up, I, we didn't even talk about this. I know we should probably wrap this up. We've been going for a while, but uh, we didn't even mention Meg and I went through a whole 80s horror binge this whole Halloween season. You know, Meg usually watches her like a, a random stack of you know, Halloween-ish movies. She does her 30 days, uh, 30 movies in 30 days. Yeah, well, this, specifically this year, um, uh, she actually, we watched a uh, documentary on Shudder, uh, if you're familiar with the Shudder streaming service, good times for, uh, for any horror aficionado. Uh, they had this special, In Search of Darkness, and it was just, it was like a four-hour fucking special, all dedicated to 80s horror movies just through the whole decade and they listed a lot of classics that we actually never got around to so we just wrote them all down and you know rolled a rolled a d20 <laughs> and uh and every day just kind of picked a new one we're still not through the the whole the, the whole list i think we still have a good 10 to go just because you know time constraints but uh, a lot of good shit um a lot of bad shit too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are not all winners. My God, uh, but we caught. I finally caught the the original, The Howling, uh, which I'd only seen pieces of before. Uh, I don't even remember what the last one we watched was. It was that forgettable it was Mot- Motel Hell that I can't even remember what happened in it. Now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, it's awful. It's and that I- bad that you blocked it out of your blocked memory. Blocked it out after just a couple days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was one, uh, nine, what was it? Nine, seven, six evil, which was Robert Englund, original Freddy Krueger. He tried his hand at directing. It was his directing debut in uh, 1988. And he should have just stuck to Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> It was not good. <laughs> uh, I mean, we could do a whole other episode just just talking about uh, horror stuff, but uh, we we should probably wrap this up because I'm I, I well Zoom here doesn't have a count, but I'm sure we're probably over an hour. Anyway, we will pick this up next time. We hope you've enjoyed episode two of Getting Off Topic, friends. Please tell the rest of your friends if you have friends. Uh, and friends. Uh, <laughs> what are those? You know, those things that we had before COVID, you know, before we all <laughs> ran into our caves. I, ugh, I don't even want to get into thinking about that. But uh, hopefully things, we can, we can only go up from here. We really can only go up from here. As, uh, as you were talking about right before the podcast, uh, you're listening to uh, Jackie Wilson, higher and higher. <laughs> higher and higher. Just picture that Ghostbusters 2. Uh, just Lady Ghostb- Liberty walking through the streets. Just picture yeah. that. That is the how fitting for today. That's that's the image that we need for today, for sure. <laughs> Lady Liberty walking around spreading joy through New York City. Yeah. Okay, guys. Thank you for joining. This has been Tony. This is Todd. And uh, stay frosty. We'll see you for episode three. Whenever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. Uh, I, I think every two weeks is good. Uh, last week we were on our little. Uh, anniversary trip so we couldn't get around to it but yeah hopefully in two weeks we'll have new batch of mandalorian news maybe some more movie news hopefully not another star trek show in production no god no (laughs) no more the level of trek is too damn high (laughs) all right later guys 